He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we are recapping action from week four of FCS football play. Everyone's upset. It's week four. College football's in full swing. We're so happy. Ironically, uh, Sean, today we joined the show and you're the one in the bad mood and somehow I'm the one who's not really in the bad mood after my team lost just in the most disrespectfully disappointing fashion. I'm talking about Notre Dame and you're you're the one in the bad mood because the Falcons lost. So is it maybe just a timing based thing that I've kind of recovered already and I'm used to this a little bit? What do you- yeah, I'm in a sour mood. I am not going to lie. I'm, I want to talk. Uh, FC- I'm not going to. I'm not going to pollute the FCS show with my thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons. I refuse to do that, but they have put me in a mood that I haven't felt in a while. This is not in a while. Have I been this angry? And I actually, I had to go take a ride in my car because I knew I was going to say something really mean to my friends. Uh, uh, and I, I had to go get some air and take a ride before I started losing myself. And I knew I would have lost it on the show with you had I not taken 20 minutes to decompress because I was ready. Oh, I, mm. uh, I try to stay a little bit cool, calm and collected as it were. But today we're, we're pretty close. Well, you made the mistake of putting any faith of positive outcome mm. for a team that has Desmond Ritter as its starting yeah. quarterback. But yep, yep, I, yep. I digress. Let's not spend too much time talking about an NFL because this is not mm. an NFL pod. This is an FCS football podcast. We're going to be talking about Idaho Sac State. That one's going to probably dominate the discussion because it was the easiest one to get eyes on. We're going to talk a little bit about Eastern Washington, UC Davis. And then we're also going to hit the headlines from the box scores as we always do. Before we get to that though, Sean, uh, I broke even on bet online this weekend. I did decently. Uh, actually, I made three dollars. I was I was oh. in the green by three dollars. I had a lot of really good bets that hit, but I got screwed by Old Miss. I got screwed by LSU, just laying the fattest egg that they could have possibly have laid against a team that they should have won by thirty points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how, how was your betting. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't want to rub it in this week if you did poorly. Uh, I I think I came out seven units positive. So it was yeah, a better okay. weekend. Uh, could have been a great weekend, but somebody decided to spoil that. But bet online is where you want to. If you want to have that perfect weekend where your bets are hitting and then you carries over to Sunday and you watch your team play and they don't piss all down their legs and disappoint their fans and look like they've never played football before with a person that claims that he plays quarterback, but we all know he really can't. Like if you want to have that perfect weekend where you have a team that isn't starting a quarterback that mm-hmm. that is outside of the top 50 quarterbacks in the NFL after you made your bets on bet online the Saturday before then go to go to bet online that that's how, that's how you have a perfect weekend have a quarterback that doesn't stink and then uh, and then hit some overs and unders in college football cuz they're coming baby uh week 1 all the way to college football season and the Super Bowl bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I had a great night, and this is the last thing I'll say. I had a great night gambling in a casino. This was my best gambling weekend in a while. Definitely of 2023. Are you talking about Friday? Ruined. You're talking about Friday, right? Yes. Again, you shouldn't. 
ruined. You, you're doing this to yourself. I, I have, look, I have removed all positive expectations for the New York Giants. I didn't it's have a, any positive. I had no positive. I just had, don't embarrass me. Look confident. Look like you got a little bit better since the last week. And they did it. And I got to sit here and I got to look at this stupid hat. This stupid hat. Why do you I, own that? That's the worst I, it was hat a gift. ever. It was a gift. And I look at it and I can't have it in my room anymore. I can't have him. I lost my headphones. Uh, Let me plug them back in. Okay. We're all praying for Sean. I hate Anderson. this team. While Sean's plugging in his headphones, um, we're all praying for his mental sanity. Some FCS fans going to be a little upset from the outcomes this past weekend. But if you're a Montana State fan, you feel completely vindicated with their victory over Weber State. 40 to nothing. Talk about a drubbing. They were not messing around. We had a few Montana State fans that have tagged us in a couple of the box scores, the graphics. God, Montana State looks so good. I have to reiterate here, I, I look, I can't move, for all the fans who have said this and asked me, I can't move Montana State ahead of North Dakota State after North Dakota State didn't play anyone this weekend and Montana State has one loss. That's, a, that's an awesome win. That's a great win, but it's week four. So I'll move them up eventually, but we I'm not going to rush to move stuff when the team has one loss. So Montana State fans just relax a little bit, but still, hell of a game, hell of a win. Yeah, take pride in that win. Weber State is no slouch, and you outcoached them, and you outplayed them, and you beat them in every facet of the game. So be happy that your team was able to do something. Uh, and you said it before, even the box score takeaways. The, these games, week four was a little bit bonkers. Everybody's yeah. moving. Everyone, big wins, big losses all around. UNH fell Delaware 29-25. Okay, yeah, CAA is starting their bit early. They are starting early with just punching up and uh, punching down. It is going to be a, a, a mania in this conference this year. It will be. Yeah, Delaware, I was kind of waiting to see, like, you know, where did they fit? And I, I actually admittedly thought that Delaware wasn't going to be – like, I thought that they were going to notch, like, a bad loss and – we move on from them, but sure. they did the opposite. You know, they did the opposite and they showed up in this game. I almost debated us recapping this one. I decided to go with Ewu UC Davis instead, but still that's a really strong game. Uh, one of the most controversial things that has come out of this weekend is keeping Montana ranked after they fell to NAU 28 to 14. It has been a, a really troubling season for them. So far this year, I moved them all the way down to 25. And my look, my counter argument to that right now is it's a bad loss, but it's again, it's only week four. I want to see what they do next week. If they have a really good win and they put up a lot of points, I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head. I'm going to check in a second, but if they look good, then I'm going to keep them. But if they look bad again, I'm just going to remove them. I just am not a fan of the, if I have a team at like 12 or 13 to completely remove them off my ballot because they had one bad loss, you know, teams can recover. Yeah. Here's my thing looking at this. Uh, and I'm going to construct my ballot after this, a lot of processing, uh, needs to go into it. There are a lot of big wins. There could be some, some entries in my top 25 that could boot Montana out. I'm looking at that. That definitely could. Uh, and so it's going to be basically a game time decision for me, whether or not, cause Montana's not going to stay in the teens. They're going to be somewhere in the low twenties. So now I got to look who's on the bubble and who do, who had a, a better win, this weekend, like would I put Elon in over Montana? Maybe they had a good win this weekend. They had a really good win. Who did they beat? Uh, they beat Campbell and they, they had a good solid win over Campbell. 
So I'm sitting here like that's a tough way. That that's a tough way for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just tough after week four. Look, I'm gonna say this, and maybe some yeah. fans get upset over this. It doesn't freaking matter who I put in that twenty to twenty five spot after week four. It it, it really like, doesn't. It seems like that is actually the the the. the the five team bracket that causes the most contention with fans when it comes to the polls. I'm going to put Presbyterian there next week. I'm going to put Presbyterian. Craig will let you know about it. Yeah, I'm the only uh, person who ranked. I, just to prove a point, just to prove yeah. a point, I'm going to put. I'm not actually going to do that. Craig, Craig, don't don't yell at me, please. Uh, the yeah, next uh, outcome, Sean. Sorry not to cut you off, but um, Simo falls to Eastern Kentucky. Um, close loss, forty-one to thirty-eight. I moved them back a little bit, but still, there's a lot of man. These these teams in this conference are just like, I don't know what it is. It is just a beat up on everybody type of a year. They are. I, I don't know. There is some battling going on in week four. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, do we say goodbye to 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 a ballot almost entirely for the year in Samford, dropping a big one versus Chattanooga, forty-seven to twenty-four. What? Okay, wait. What do you? What do we? What? Since when have we alternated this segment? I thought we you, always alternated it. We didn't do it the last four weeks. Well, I stall in the when you when you leave me to my devices. So I'm trying to set you up to cut out some of the time of my babbling. Okay. All right. I guess we're just what's, going. what's wrong with that? Well, I, you can't, well, well we didn't the, talk about you, it. You, you just think kind you of transition go- well. You think you trans- t- transition well enough to to be able to take every single one? I, I was doing it the last three weeks. I'm so confused right now. Okay, well, sorry. I'm getting Anderson angry. came in and had a note and decided we're going to change one aspect. Oh, thank, thanks for telling me that before the show. That's a, 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 a whatever. Uh, yeah, Sanford. Sanford, I moved them out after their loss to Chattanooga. Uh, not a good start to the season. No. All right, last one. Our team. I took the suck. last one. I took the last one. You get this one. Alternating. It, it it it's like isn't this not, helping the flow of the show i i'm a, i like i i want to go on a chris berman type of rant but i'm not going to him i'm obviously joking uh university of rhode island though this is probably the most disappointing outcome from the week 35 to 9 uh i don't i don't know what happened lay absolute egg lay by it was rhode gross. island just gross gross didn't gross. show up bad optics uh looked ba- it just did just did not look together didn't look ready. Uh, the score of this alone, I mean it. It wasn't. It wasn't really close after the first quarter. Uh, it was. We we. It felt like you know when Vill- when Villanova got a fourteen nothing, didn't feel like they were gonna give that up. Uh, so they looked hungrier out there, and they were with a with a big demonstration of a win that will kick you or I off of my ballot after this week. It will. Oh, you're completely taking them off. It will take them. It, this this loss will take them off for me. I'm not going to because Georgia State is receiving votes for the top 25 and they're 4-0 and they played them really close. So I, I think that URI has some recoverability here. I just, yeah, that's not a good looking loss, oh, man. Oh, I believe they have recoverability, but they need to beat a Delaware, a UNH. Uh, they need to beat somebody. They can't, yeah, they, we, I, they just need to. Yeah, we got to get them. We, we, we got to get them a win. They can't just beat up on the, the back end of the CAA teams. All right, talking about first year. Idaho versus Sac State. Idaho ends up pulling out in a close game over Sac State. Um, they end up winning 36 to 27. I saw a lot of really good things from this Idaho offense. And I'm I'm really I'm all in. I had them ranked as a top four team last week. 
And I'm, I think I'm probably one of the only people that didn't have to move Idaho up after they beat Sac State because I yeah. had them, I think, appropriately ranked. But you had them really, at four? I had them at four. I've, ha- I've had uh-huh. them at four for a while now. Good I really love the Hayden Hatton, Giovanni McCoy connection. And I, I had this takeaway that I think Idaho is going to go very far this season because they can stretch the field. Teams that can stretch the field are dangerous in FCS football because there's not a lot of skill position players and quarterbacks that can make that connection. And just in college football in general, I feel like Giovanni McCoy kind of gives me some of those Cam Ward vibes. Maybe not at that elite level, the same level, but it's, you know, there's some of those senses where I watch Giovanni McCoy. He's aggressive. He throws the ball downfield. He's a really good improviser. He's not afraid to take those shots. And because they can connect on those shots, they can score from any spot in the field. I think Hayden Hatton, again, really good tight end. And then they've got a lot of really nice receivers and running backs. That Again, that, that offense just looks so, so good. And Idaho's win here over Sac State really, really proves it. This is a huge win. And this isn't a Giovanni McCoy's looked really smooth and solid during the uh, during the first couple of weeks. This is – you're going up against one of the top dogs in the nation in Sacramento State. And I was comfortable calling them that before this game. And I'm still comfortable calling them that after this game because – Realistically, it was a three-point victory for Idaho. It was. Uh, and then you have the crazy, crazy-ass lateral touchdown, makes it 36-27, worse optics. Uh, this is a massive win for the Vandals because McCoy stayed composed the entire time. Uh, he completed his passes. He made the right decisions. He only had six incompletions versus Sacramento nice. State, who, who, who applies pressure on your offense and your defense. They are a pressure-loaded team. Uh, and he, he just worked in the system didn't do too much, but when he needed to get aggressive and he said, I need to make this play, I need to make this throw, he did. So Giovanni McCoy, stock rising quickly. Anthony Woods on the ground also, mm-hmm. averaging five yards a carry. Massive, massive for uh, Idaho. Could Really couldn't be a bigger win unless they took down North Dakota State or South Dakota State. It could not have been a bigger win. It's really funny that you bring up by the way sac state i didn't move him back that far sac state's still a really good team it's really funny that you bring up the completions thing or the incompletions for Giovanni mccoy that he had six because cam ward had the same exact situation where he goes 34 for 28 again i just see so many things where there's that pinpoint accuracy when when he's in a rhythm he can do a lot of really good stuff look idaho fans you better hope that he doesn't try to hop in the portal because this kid is really freaking fun to watch Really, yeah, really fun to watch. I think he's gonna be draw, drawing eyes. If there aren't uh, many on him, they'll they will be coming quickly. Yes. The other part of this too, Sac State's offense looked nice. Uh, Marcus Fulcher was just a really good bright spot for Sac yeah. State's offense, like we talked about coming into this game. Um, I think that what is going to help Idaho down the line is that it was very tangibly obvious that that defensive line was just beating the crap out of Sac State's offensive line. Like There were so few clean pockets to operate out of. I really think that that D-line is going to be good enough to compete with the rest of the top teams in the big sky the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, just just took over. It took and, and just, again, applying the pressure the entire time. Caden Bennett could have had a similar stat line, 15 for 29, 236, two touchdowns. Pretty close. Uh, yeah, uh, McCoy, 50 for 21, 234, and two. But Idaho's defense was able to uh, force, what is that, eight more, top of the math, top of the mind, quick math, maybe 11 more incompletions. 
just played better defense, played better defense in a heavyweight fight where punches are being thrown and every little pass matters, every play matters. Uh, and in this one, it went to Idaho. Next one, it could have gone to Sac State. It definitely could have. I, if, they, if these two teams could play 10 times in a season, I'd love to see who gets to six first. I would love to uh, because they, they, they are just battlers out there on, on both teams. A very exciting, a very good game uh, for the FCS in this week. Eastern Washington versus UC Davis. Um, this game was in a different light than the Idaho Sac State game. It was still very important, I think, for understanding the implications for the Big Sky. We're giving a lot of Big Sky love this week unintentionally. Uh, we yeah. could have gone the CAA route, and I think we get a lot of crap for over-talking about the CAA. So you guys are welcome. We're not going to over-talk about the CAA. Eventually, we definitely will. Um, this game though, Sean, Eastern Washington just nutted up where they needed to. They blocked a field goal that would have tied the game at the end. They had multiple forced turnovers, a pick six. That to me, and it's kind of funny, is like the defining aspect for Eastern Washington that we're not the same Eastern Washington from a few years ago where we live and die by how many yards we put up through the air. We are a more well-rounded, effective football team. And I think that that's more dangerous than having an Eric Berrier who throws for 700 yards. I, I think that that is incredibly dangerous when you can get six, sorry, what well, pick six and two other interceptions. Like that is, or not two other interceptions, two other turnovers rather. Again, really, really good game. And we have already talked about Justice Jackson, who is their running back. Didn't have a crazy stat line. Definitely Just model make- model of consistency. Yes, very consistent, and I think that he can continue to lead this offense to success when they need it. I think, as of right now, I am ready to say that Eastern Washington is good. They had the rough game against North Dakota State, lost by three in overtime to Fresno, beat Sela, and just beat UC Davis. So right now, they're good. But, Joe, they have... Uh, uh, just a battle for the rest of the year. They they uh, they host I- Idaho next week. Uh, go to Idaho State after. Host Weber. Uh, go to Portland State. Host Cal Poly. Then I have to go to Montana State and then close with Northern, Northern Arizona, which who knows what they're going to do. So they just have a massive stretch, and that's either going to be – if they're not worn down yet, I think that they're going to be battle-hardened. If they're sitting there like, oh, we got away with it, or, or you know, if, there's, if they're licking their wounds a little bit, it's going to be mm. a tough – back half of the season for Eastern Washington. That's how it goes because they've already it's a hard ass schedule they have had so far. This is a difficult year scheduling. So maybe it ends up being for the best. Look at look at us, look how tough and gritty we are. Look, we're going to run the ball, we're going to throw it when we need to. Our defense is going to step up. That is optimal for Eastern Washington. Suboptimal is just playing for the next game. It, it, you know, it's like living paycheck to paycheck you, at some point you got to be ready to say, Oh yeah, we got some savings here. Look at this. Yeah. We got a defensive backfield. Our quarterback's getting better. You got to You got to be, be able to build up some savings in football. So hopefully they have, I think right now they're a good team. Mm. I, for a two and two team, I will say they are good pro. They're good. They could end up four and six. They well, their, their, their two losses are to a ranked Fresno state team in overtime yeah in north dakota state so it's like what this is a really good two and two team i i was it immediately is. in on on eastern washington and i not i noticed not a lot of people were moving them up in their ballots or, or were really talking about them and that's why I, I wanted to put them on here to talk about them today because 
this is a this is a nice gritty win. This is a nice strong, gritty, grind you out, make defensive plays type of a win that they needed. Let's see. I mean, next week's going to be that is a tasty have- matchup. That's a tasty ass matchup between Idaho and Eastern Washington. Really? I, 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 oh. That is that is going to be be a big That's week five fun. play. Oh. God. By the way, I have to say this because uh, some people have said in the comments that we speak we're, we're, we're North Dakota State haters. I mean, I, I guess uh, me being featured in the uh, the hype video is is kind of solidified us as North Dakota State haters for whatever reason. But I think that Eastern Washington's performance justifies North Dakota State's placement as the number two team in the country because you look at that the twenty five point win over Eastern Washington, a good Big Sky team, a highly ranked Big Sky team. And then on top of that, I've seen some people ranking Central Arkansas, and they their last game was a win over Central Arkansas. So I think I, I might have. You might have. Wait, I want to pull up what Central uh, Craig Haley had them ranked. I, yeah, I was curious. Central I saw Arkansas him. had a couple back to back good weeks. They put in a good performance versus uh, NDSU, and then they just won this past week. Not the oh wait, they lost my to Lindenwood. No, 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 wait, that was last year. Come Oops. on now. They they lost me. by a close ish game. To Oklahoma State, they put seventy to two against Texas College, mm. uh, and then then they then, then there was that loss to wow fifty two to seventeen over ACU and ACU's it. See, this is weird. We're, we're at this weird point where it's like we got the big map with all the lines on it. It's like well, big. Yeah. One, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. This is. I'm where telling does that you, one lead? this this poll, this right now, this stretch. I think this week four to week six stretch going to be yes. very difficult because what which which one of the the creams is going to rise? Because some is going to some of these creams are going to fail. We're going to have some spoiled creams, but some creams are going to rise. So that's what we're looking for. Uh, one Central Arkansas player will be uh, included in fat oh. stats as well. One person balled the hell out <laughs> in that huge win. Speaking of it, you want to? Yeah, I remember this time. It. You want to hit us with the fat stats? Oh uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, wait, do you, did you? What did you not total up the FCS? Oh, that's next time. Yeah, we're, we're in, in May. May. Yep. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Butler running back uh, Jaron Mitchell, twenty-eight rushes, two hundred thirty-eight yards, three touchdowns. I'm looking for some wide receivers. Ooh. It's been a lot of quarterbacks and running backs this season in FC estimates. There's been a couple wide receiver games that have popped off, but not really as much just just trending a lot towards the running game uh st thomas running back sean shipman also in the 200 yard club 16 carries 204 yards two touchdowns uh villanova's connor watkins eight for 14 passing 166 yards through the air one pick but he had 10 carries for 113 yards and three touchdowns on the ground decimating the rhode island rams first time God, i think a player from this school has ever <laughs> Gotta get hate through that. this segment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think the first ever from Western Carolina, Cole Gonzalez, quarterback, 14 for 16, 299 yards, five touchdowns. You got to rank them, Joe. Eastern Illinois' MJ Flowers, 37 carries. 37 carries is fat by itself. 272 yards, a touchdown, and 26 receiving yards. Hard to beat that. Missouri State's Jacob Clark threw the ball 19 time, uh, 26 times, completed it 19 times. 414 yards, five touchdowns through the air. NC Central quarterback Walker Harris, 17 for 28, 263 yards, five touchdowns, and tacking on 32 yards on the ground as well. 
Elon's running back Jalen Hampton popped the hell off. 33 carries, 169 yards, four touchdowns in the in the drubbing of Campbell. It was a better game than a drubbing, but mm. that carried them to the win. Simo quarterback Paxton DeLorent, uh, 31 for 43, 358 yards, three How touchdowns, did they lose and two Sorry. rushing touchdowns. Central Arkansas had some representation here with Shunderick Powell. I think it's second time on the list this year. That is an awesome running back name. 23 carries, 256 yards, a touchdown. He also had three catches for 25 yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, UT Martin running back Sam Franklin, 32 carries, 221 yards, two touchdowns. And to close it out, UC Davis running back Lan Larison. Uh, deciding if that's a good name or a or a rough name. Uh, 22 carries, 255 yards, and a tud. Joseph, do you have one that stands out to you as being pretty fat? Uh, yeah, I mean, you started off with the best one. Are we? I mean, are you kidding me? Butler's Jiren Mitchell, twenty-eight rushes for two hundred thirty-eight yards and three touchdowns. I, I, I don't know. I'm a yardage guy. I, I think that some people have started to realize this. I'm a big, big yardage guy. I think that touchdowns are nice, but they're deceptive in single. We're talking about full season total. It's a little different, but when yeah. we're talking about in game, it's a little different because, like, you could. Like a a really bad game can get completely made up by like a bunch of red zone touchdowns. And like you could mess up the whole rest of the way. Your offense could just set you up for a couple of just like layup touchdowns. So I'm going to go with the yardage. You got to you got to grind it out for 28 for 238. Are you kidding me? I got gotcha. you. All right. So Joe's going with the yardage. I am also going with the yardage. The more yardage because Joe's dumb. Uh, MJ Flowers, 272 <laughs> yards. Yep. Thank you. I'm going with that. And then we're going to attack on another 26. That's almost that's that's 300 yards. That's 298 yards. So I'll take it. 37 carries. I like that also. That's nice and grimy. That's a that's a mm-hmm. lot of feed in the feed in the back. So good fat stats this week. Good fat stats. Not getting a ton through the air, but uh I guess running backs are in this year. Running the game, running the ball is is big in the FCS through four weeks. I quickly tallied up FC estimates and we'll do a, a recount for the next show just to double check. But off of my very quick analysis, uh, you went two and 10 and I went five for 10, that two for 10 and five for 10. Let me, let me just do a little quick little. Oof, the only oof. ones. Oh, no, sorry. You went three for 10. You got Elon, you got Furman and you got Montana state. When I take UC Davis. I don't think I typed that in. You must have switched that. Okay, you stink. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.